0: Sunny here, a.k.a. Cabeza, coming at you with World MMA Factory Podcast, episode number 62. We're going to touch up on, on uh, this past weekend's card, Cerrone versus Aya Quinta. Aya Quinta, what a fight, what a card, man. Uh, uh, it was a very exciting show. We're going to give you some predictions for this predictions for this weekend's card. Rose Nama Nunes against Jessica Andrade. And Jared Conier against Anderson Silva, Jose Aldo against Alexander Volkanovski, <clears> Tiago <throat> Alves against Leonardo Leorino Stadapoli, Francisco Trinaldo is back against Diego Ferreira and more, man. That's just the main call. We got prelims. Got a lot to talk about. We're gonna touch up on some current MMA news. Like I always say, MMA is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh Hope you guys watched the fights this weekend, this past weekend, cause man, so obviously it was UFC Fight Night Cerrone versus of Quinta. Boy was I wrong! Boy was I wrong! It's um, it's um, you know, I'm, just, I'm completely wrong. I don't even know what to say. Ally Quinta did not lose any stock this fight. He lost the fight. He got you know. Worked a little bit by Cerrone, but he did not lose any stock. This man is a zombie. He keeps coming. His facial expression doesn't just change. His motivation, his determination does not change. It doesn't matter whether you drop him, try to submit. It doesn't matter. He's still getting up and coming at you the same way with the same belief. Alec Quinta is a beast. Now, Donald Cerrone. Listen, I'm not the only one that said this. Ray Longo, Matt Serra, a bunch of other professionals. Now, I don't know they're Alec coaches, but their professional opinion and, and, and it was a, a, a long mind. is exactly what I said. A bunch of other people. I was not sure that Cerrone's chin would hold up. I thought it was going to be a chin check kind of war, a fight, and that Cerrone would get caught and he would be the one to get dropped. Cerrone got caught. Ale Quinta hit him a couple of times with some good shots and dazed him a little bit. And Cerrone held up and kept coming. His chin is not gone. Maybe this fight something's different. You know what I mean? He's he's had a lot of fights. He's broken all the freaking records. This man's been around since the WEC days. It's, it's, it's he it's not to say that he's got a bad chin. It's just that he's been through wars and that chin has been, has been uh, has been checked, and and you know the chin goes the goes it goes whether your power is the last thing to go your chin goes your conditioning goes all these things go as you get as you get into more and more wars, and I thought Cerrone's chin was gonna go and it didn't. Something about his son Danger. You know, a lot of guys, they have a kid, and they get soft, and they don't want to risk getting brain damage. They don't want to get risk getting hurt, and they they back off from fighting. Cerrone is the other kind of guy. He gets a kid. He gets more motivated. He wants to fight more. He wants to be a champ. He wants to create a legacy. He wants to make more money because he wants to put more table on the food for this kid. He wants to set his kid up. I can respect that, and I respect the fact that he got the different kind. But Bisbing went through the same thing. Bisbing's kids gave him motivation. You know, some guys get kids and want to hold back. Like, look at Rory McDonald. He had a kid. He went to turn to faith and it made him a little softer. You know, the, the kid thing made him a little softer. It's apparent. He doesn't even like hurting dudes anymore. He said it himself. And that's not to say he's not—he's still not a beast, but but it is what it is. Some guys get softer when they have kids. Cerrone not. And and I respect that. The danger brought out the beast. In him. Cerrone was always a beast, but now he's a different kind of beast. He goes in there with a different kind of confidence. A different kind of beast mentality. He he he. You know he had a little bit of a slow start right away in the beginning, just like always. But just picked it up and just put the works. Honestly, even Cerrone said it. If Al Iaquinta went a little harder in that first round in the beginning, he might have been able to put Cerrone away. Uh, but that's easier said than done. When when Cerrone's keeping you away with his kicks, with his distance. You know, Al had trouble getting into 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 fighting range getting over that distance every time he would come in he would get kicked he would get kneed. he would get punched you know he would uh, he would duck and come in from the side he would get catch a kick one of those kicks landed real good Al could take it man i mean it was one kick that landed so clutch i do not know how Al didn't get dropped and get KO'd. you know and then he got dropped by by the, the 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 straight you know the jab and then it was just he kept coming he was not he did not he was not out of that fight at any point bloody lips, bloody whatever, he's coming forward. He could have, you know, I believed all the way till the end he could have made something happen. So, Alec Quinta did not lose any stock. This man's a warrior, and he's fighting the best of the best. And then he just had a difficult time, you know, getting over the reach. And that's it. Cerrone did excellent. His kicks were so freaking powerful. It's so obvious, you know, he's got Schilling in his corner. And he's, you know, it's amazing listening to the corner and Joe Schilling telling him, you know, the kicks, make sure you... Powerful kicks, low, more kicks, more kicks. And those kicks were glory style, powerful, just kicking through the opponent just beastly. He was kicking the crap out of Quinta with all power, just snapped those kicks. They hurt just watching. I'm in this game. I, I, I fought, I fight, I spar, I, I get kicked all the time. And I know, ooh, those kicks were nasty. Cerrone's just a new dude, man. Obviously, still the same skills, but a new mentality, a different, different outlook on life. Now he, he never cared about being a champ before; he just wanted to make money and fight. Now he wants to be a champ. I damn well believe he could be a champ. I love what he said at the end. He called out. He called out. He wants to get a title shot or get that fight with uh, with with uh, with um, Conor McGregor. I think after this performance, he deserves that fight with Conor McGregor. He deserves that fight with Conor McGregor. He beats Conor McGregor, then he gets a title shot. Conor McGregor is a different animal, fights differently, different reach, obviously, but Cerrone's got way more tools, in my opinion. Could take him down, could submit him, could do a lot more things. So that could be a phenomenal fight. I think I, along with every single person that knows anything about the sport, wants to see that fight. I would love to see Cerrone versus The Notorious. One, because I think it would be a great fight. Two, I want Cerrone to get that big payday. He deserves it. Now, I know he's a... Excuse me, guys. Long day. I know he's not the champ, so he can't get... You know, they can set something up, usually if you're not the champ, you don't get pay-per-view points. But if you find a guy like Conor McGregor, and if it's not a title fight, you know, you don't get pay-per-view points. But if you find a guy like Conor McGregor, that, that you know, his management needs to maneuver something and get those points. If he goes into that fight and he gets, he just gets a lump sum, you know, 300 a fight, 400, 500, whatever it is, whoever's managing him is a moron. Okay? You don't fight Conor McGregor and mess, make less than a million. You make a couple million. You get those pay-per-view points, even if they're not in your contract. You have your set contracts, and then when you become a champ, contract change a You get pay-per-view points, whatnot. Cerrone doesn't have to be a champ to get pay-per-view points. He just needs a good. His manager needs to be on point during that deal, if that deal is to happen, and get him those pay-per-view points for the for the notorious fight. And hopefully that fight happens, because I think I think it would be a great fight. And I think Cerrone could beat him. It was excellent, man. I'm just. I was so happy to be wrong about my prediction. I've never been that happy. And I just said it because I thought Alec Quinte is a beast. You saw what a beast he is. I thought he was going to keep coming forward and land. And he landed a couple of times. But Cerrone took it like nothing. So respect. Nothing but respect, man. Derek Brunson against Elias Theodoro. Co-main event. Derek Brunson wins the decision. Derek Brunson, in my opinion, was a lackluster fight. Nothing too much. But Derek Brunson's new style, I love it, man. He was in running forward, doing crazy stuff. And you could tell, like, he was so, so, you know, trying to convince... Like, he wanted to go in there, jump forward, and just start throwing punches, walking and punching like he normally does. But he held back. You could tell a couple times he just wanted to go, but he held back and fought a smart fight. People were booing this fight. I think Elias Theodora fought an excellent fight. That's how you fight Derek Brunson. Circle out, awkward things. You know, he did a lot of awkward things, chop suey stuff. Like, Elias Theodore, that's how he fights. That's how he's... 14-2 14-2 and two or something like that. He's only lost two, I think. Two or three in the UFC. And, uh, you know, he's, he's an entertaining fighter to watch. He does crazy things. And he does a lot of circling and running. But he, he's attacking. He's touching. He's, his output is there. So it might not look like a knockout because he's just touching. He's not not trying to – he doesn't throw knockout power. He's just touching, touching, touching and putting you away. I mean, he fought Anders. He fought B. You know, he beat some high-level guys. This guy's a beast. That's why he's a co-main cool event. And he looks part and everything. But uh this one didn't go this way. This one didn't go his way. I honestly thought that uh as much as I, I like Brunson, but I honestly thought that Elias Elias won this one. I thought so. I thought like he edged it out. He did have more output. Yeah, he's doing a lot of running around and circling, but he's also hitting at the same time. So I thought Elias took it, but it could have gone either way. I'm not I'm not I'm not mad at Derek Brunson winning. Cub Swanson against Shane Burgos. I had Cub Swanson on this one, but honestly, I knew Shane was gonna win deep down the side, I just love Cub Swanson. I'm an OG when it comes to these fighters, and and oh, uh, I, I like I like uh, I like you know, Swanson's from the old WEC days. Man, this guy's a gangster. I love the way he fights. He's entertaining, and uh, and but uh, he just uh, he wasn't he wasn't himself this fight. He wasn't pulling it, you know. He wasn't doing the stuff he does. He wasn't uh, pulling a lot of things off. It was a back-and-forth fight. And Cop Swanson got him a bunch of good times. It was an excellent fight. But I believe it was not the Cop Swanson that we normally see. I don't think he showed up 100% like he normally does. And um, I think even in this corner he was saying, I don't know, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm not pulling it. So Shane Burgos. Beastman looks good. entertaining a fighter, Fast. Excellent stand-up. It was, a good, it was a good fight. Brad Katona against Marab. Dwolla Shivili Marab, another Matt Sarah guy, man. This guy is amazing. This guy fights. He entertains. He goes in there. I don't know how many takedowns. He's got. He's got like the most takedowns in UFC history. I would assume so. He gets almost every takedown. He's a sick bastard. He took like twenty something takedowns or something like that. He's ridiculous. Won a decision unanimous. I think I would say so. I, I thought he was better the whole time. He's he's just uh, entertaining. The, the fighter to watch. I didn't really. He wasn't on my radar that much up until now. And uh Marab Dwala Shivli Dwala Shively, is a beast, man. Keep your eyes on this guy. The Bantamweight division. Uh needs to, you know, needs to watch out for this homie. And for this guy, this homie. Uh Walt Harris against Sergey Spivak. Walt Harris gets a first round KO TKO. I mean he just worked, Sergey. It was just like he beasted him. Just straight up beasted him. Walt Harris looked like a killer. Uh heavyweight division, watch out, you know, who knows, maybe he, I think, you know, Stipe's gonna fight, uh, I mean, uh, DC's gonna fight Stipe, but, and after that, he could get Well, Harris, I think, Well, this is the performance, Well, Harris showed that he deserved it, man, he came in there like a beast, just put this dude away, uh, let's see the prelims, let's see what happened on the show. uh, Ayman Zahabi lost to Vince Morales, lost a uh, uh, decision uh, for Farah Zahabi's, uh, Zahabi's uh, little brother. Nordin Taleb won a decision against Kyle Prepulak. I think it was a very, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a, a unanimous. Nordin Taleb looked excellent, looked great, threw a lot of kicks. It was a good, entertaining fight in my opinion. Nordin Taleb still do the damn thing. Fun of the fact, he used to be Diddy's bodyguard. Uh, I forgot who else, but he was the bodyguard of a lot of famous people. I didn't know that. And uh, then we got Ariane Singh Sing- Buh- Buh- Bular against Juan Adams. Arian Singh Bular won via decision. He had some takedowns. He looked pretty good. And uh, that's it for this card, guys. It was an excellent card, man. Cerrone came through and killed it. It was just, I was so happy to see that. I know I picked against him, but. I was happy to be wrong, and 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 um, I hope I'm always wrong if if I ever pick against Joe, uh, Cerrone ever again. But oof, obsessed, obsessed with his performance, obsessed with his new mentality. It's gonna be a hard guy to beat, honestly. I I, uh, I was always a fan of Cerrone, always rooted for him. But in my opinion, does he? You never know. Could, could he, uh, Cerrone could show up, or, or another guy could show up. And lately, is just with his new mentality, Cerrone, man. I don't know, it's for the kid, you know, his son Danger, probably those close-to-death experiences that he's had, and, and uh, you know, he's probably realized there's a lot more pressure in life than just a fight, so he's handling it better. Congratulations, Cerrone. Huge fan, man. I can't wait to see you win that belt. I truly believe you can. What do we got in here? We got some sort of bug up in this dude. You hear him? Some big bug flying around. Yeah, we'll let him live, right? So, guys, this weekend, Saturday, May 11th, on pay-per-view, I believe, yes it is, pay-per-view, ESPN Plus pay-per-view, or whatever you want to call it, uh, we got, it's this Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, May 11th, we got Rose Nama Nunez against Jessica Andrade, Jared Cornier against the Innocent Civilized co-main event, Rose Nama Nunez against Jessica Andrade, who do I go with this fight, man? Jessica Andrade has been looking beastly lately, just like a killer. And, uh, and, uh, just crazy takedowns, crazy power. It's hard to pick against her, but I'm picking against her. I think Rose and Nunez ends up getting a KO, TKO in the second. I think that's how she wins. Watch that. Watch that happen. I'm telling you. Watch Rose get a KO, TKO. I mean, Rose spars with, with um, with Gaethje. She does 40-minute rounds with Justin Gaethje. So I think she can handle power. Um. I got Rose. Rose Nunes via KO in the second round. 100%. I ain't changing my mind, yo. (laughs) Then we got Jared Conier against Anderson Silva in the middleweight co-main event. Damn it, man. Hard to pick against Silva. I hope Anderson Silva wins. But I think Jared Conier ends up getting... So hard to pick against this. How do I pick... Jared over Anderson Silva. I don't even know how i do it, man. It'd be hard. It's going to be very hard. I don't know who to go with. You know, I'm going to go with Jared Cornier. I'm going to go with him. I think he gets a... I don't think he's going to win a decision. Or maybe he can. Maybe it's a decision. I don't know if he's going to be able to KO Anderson. I think Jared Cornier gets a decision win. Tough to say because I love Anderson Silva, but you know, age is up there with him, and and uh, and he had a good performance against Israel Adesanya. So it's, ooh, how do I pick against the Spider? What am I doing here? Why am I picking against the Spider? I got Jared Coner via via decision. Then we got Jose Alissa uh, stack card, guys. We got Jose Aldo against Alexander Volkanovski from Tiger Muay Thai. Alexander Volkanovsky, I think trains with Israel. He comes from that beast team over there, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he's a beast, man. Former rugby player. He used to be like 200 some pounds. Now he's fighting that featherweight. Uh, he's just good. That fight against Chad Mendez was phenomenal. I'm always a fan of Volkanovski, and I, I want to pick him, but I'm going with Jose Aldo. I think Jose Aldo KO's him. I think that. I think Jose Aldo ends up KOing him. I'm going with Jose Aldo. I think he still got it in him. I think Jose Aldo's still a contender. He's obviously number one and uh, the number one contender. So and Alexander's number four. I got Jose Aldo via KOTKO. I don't know what round. It's going to be a good fight, guys. It's going to be an excellent fight. You know, this is probably one of the ones I want to watch the most out of all out of this whole card, honestly. Jose Aldo against Alexander wakanowski Because uh, we're going to find out a lot about Alexander. We're going to see if he's... Uh, if he's a if he's a title contender right now, or he's gonna be in the future, which I definitely think he's gonna be in the future, if not now. And then we're gonna see if Aldo still got it, which I think he does. Then we got Thiago Pipulaves against Lorino Staropol Staropoli. Okay. Oof. I got Lorino, man. I do. I have to. I can't uh as much as I let Pippa Alves, I think his uh, his uh, better days are behind him. And I think Lorino is a, is a true... I think Tiago Alves is the gatekeeper right now. He's one of the gatekeepers in the welterweight division. And the UFC is trying to see if Lorino Staropoli can pass the gatekeeper, which I think he will. And I think he'll move on uh, and, and forward in the rankings in in the future. So I got Lorino Staropoli. I don't know if he gets a KO-TKO decision, but uh, I think he might be able to get a KO-TKO. Then we got Francisco Trinaldo against Diego Ferreira. Francisco Trinaldo is a beast, man. He's a beast. Just a killer. Uh, Paso is Diego Ferreira, man. 15-2-0, Brazil, 5-9. Francisco Trinaldo, Duba. That's his nickname. Uh, you know, this is tough for me. I don't know who to pick on this one. I, I, I think, I'll be honest with you, I think uh, I think uh, Diego Ferreira is going to win, but I'm picking Francisco Trinaldo with a, de, with a decision. And then we'll go to the prelims. Antonio, holy shit, Noguera is fighting. Antonio R- 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 Guerrero Noguera against Ryan Spann. I don't know a lot about Ryan Span. Let's check out his record. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Superman. I'm going with, with the OG, man. I'm going with the OG. Nogueira via decision, if not submission. I got Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira via submission, actually. Then we got Thiago Moses against Hurt Halibau. Uh, Kurt Halabao. I got. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's a tough decision. I don't know a lot about these two guys, but I'm gonna go with Thiago. Then we got Bish Correra against Irene Aldana. I got, I got Irene. Then we got BJ Penn against Clay Guida, man. PJ Penn's still in it. Oof. He even looks like BJ Penn's like doing hardcore drugs and shit. You no, know if. My, uh, somebody said this to me a long time ago, man, PJ looked like he, PJ, uh, BJ Penn looks like he's on crack. And I was like, man, you're right. He kind of does. And then later, later the news comes out that he's got drug problems and everything. And he does look like he looks a little bit tweakerish, his face. He looks like he's doing some hardcore drugs. I got Clay Guida, man. I think Clay Guida puts him away 100%. And then we got early prelims, Priscilla Cochera against Luana Carolina. Uh I would say Priscilla but I don't know Worley Alvarez against Sergio Marías I got uh Sergio Marías we had a decision and uh that's it for this card guys it's going to be a good card man the main the main card is stacked every fight on there is going to be sick then on the prelims we got No Gara coming back it's going to be a good card guys pay attention to it I'm telling you it's going to be fun I got Rose Namajunas all day. Main event, Rose Namajunas all day. K-O-T-K-O. That's it, guys, for the predictions. Time to move on to MMAfighting.com, published by SB Nation for current news, uh, current uh, UFC news and combat news and all that. We got Gilbert Hernandez against versus Arnold Allen added to UFC 239. That should be exciting. Arnold Allen is very talented. Gilbert Melendez obviously is. He's an OG. That will be a good fight. Then we got Heather Hardy returns in Bellator 222 against Taylor Turner. I'm a big fan of Heather Hardy. Uh, we'll see what she does. Neiman Gracie not concerned with Rory McDonald's emotional comments. He tried to kill John Fitch. So, uh, yeah, Neiman Gracie's got a good mentality because, you know, Roy McDonald said after the fight that, you know, he's feeling weird. He doesn't want to hurt people, this, that. But Neiman Gracie's not letting that, not letting that, Underestimate Rory Macdonald's state. Murray Macdonald is a killer and always will be, no matter what he's saying. And Neiman Gracie is correct, and that's I think that's that's the final of that welterweight tournament, and then um uh, then we'll see what happens. But uh, as of now, I'm going with Neiman Gracie, man. But we'll see. Uh, and then morning report Dana White says he's very interested in having Jordan Burroughs fight in the UFC. Of course he is. Uh, you know Jordan Burroughs is a killer. Look what he did. You know he beat um. He beat an screen in the wrestling tournament, which was a very exciting wrestling tournament. And those guys have fun, man. I was I was a pleasure to see. Dana White said Conor McGregor versus Donald Cerrone fight makes sense. Of course it makes sense. That's gonna be sick. Uh Yael Romero versus Paolo, a co targeted for UFC 241. That's gonna be sick. I don't know if you guys heard uh and I can't wait to see that. Uh, Paulo Costa apparently is gonna get off that suspension. It was a t- uh, tainted supplement or IV or something, so it wasn't as bad as we all thought. Even though he looks like he's on all the juice. Uh, Brock Lesnar's retirement aftershock. So Brock Lesnar's retiring. Obviously, we all know that Stepenioch is stepping in, and he's fighting DC for the rematch. Anthony Johnson arrested for alleged domestic violence incident. Uh, if you guys read. The actual statement of the incident, it seems like it's a lot of bullshit, and, and Anthony Johnson did not do anything except remove a very aggressive, in-your-face kind of a lady out of the room so he could, I guess, pack his things up and leave. Now, that's what I've read. Who knows what the truth is? But I am not going to jump on Anthony Johnson and saying that he's an abuser or any of that yet. This is all alleged, and the statement that I've read honestly defense Anthony Johnson and in my opinion and it's obviously even the cops when they said there was no marks on the girl, there was no anything, Anthony Johnson just picked her up and put her in another room so he could pack your things up and leave, leave. That's what I understood from the incident. So you guys gotta take these things with a grain of salt, man. You can't you can't automatically assume a guy's beating up on 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 women, this, that, till you get the whole story. So as far as I'm concerned, Anthony Johnson is innocent until proven guilty. And that's it, man. Jack Manson, Chris Weidman, not first choice. Prefers Kevin Gastelum or Yeral about So Jack Manson, who just beat Jacare Souza, says that Chris Weidman is not his first choice. He prefers Kevin Gastelum or Romero. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, blame him because uh, Jacare beat Chris Weidman, and he just beat Jacare, so that makes sense. But uh, that's it, guys. Daniel Cormier is still gunning for trilogy fight versus John Jones at two o five. Wow, it's all I want. So DC still wants that rematch at two o five against John Jones. I love it, man. I love his comp- competitive spirit, and um, you know he's been been being twice, but he can still do it. And that's it, you know. That's it, guys. For World MMA Factory Podcast episode number sixty-two in the books. Thank you all for listening. We are all we are brought to you by, by uh, <laughs> chilled, balanced, chilled, cold brew espresso. It's CBD Infused Cobra Espresso Jimmy's Yava. CBD Infused Cobra Espresso. Go to Fort 20Fitness.jimmysyava.com and get yours. It's an amazing, amazing uh energy supplement, relaxation. It does everything. It's just a perfect focused amount of energy. The perfect term for it is balanced chill. We're also brought to you by Infernal Nutrition. Go to Inferno Nutrition.com for your combat recovery and combat energy formulas. I love you all. Thank you for listening. As always, we are God's children equal under one roof. Do not allow politics and media to deter you from how God wants us to treat each other. With love, with kindness, you already know. Peace. Beauty is kindness at its finest. Oh, kindness is beauty at its finest. My own quote, I should remember that. I love you guys. Peace.